Thanks, talk. Hello. This is my normal speaking voice, the one that I'll use to record this podcast. I mean, like the thing's jumping, like you're recording something. I just really don't know if it's just if it's garbled static. It or might whether... just be the mic recording, or it might be the mic on the computer recording, and not the mic oh, on the. Oh shit! Um, so I'm just gonna sit here and talk into this microphone like an asshole, like um, a big asshole. What is the Wait, isn't there a way to change the input? Please don't ever say the word big asshole on this podcast again. That, I just don't really like it. Did I just it say just big feels asshole? Kind of great. It's like yeah. giant. Max, how's your week? A stranger is an asshole I don't like. Yeah, right? A stranger is somebody who I haven't learned I can't stand A stranger yet. is a stranger for a reason, and I don't like yeah, Welcome to Theo's uh, misanthropic corner. Hey, but we were strangers once, Theo, and then what happened? Whatever, dude. <laughs> I mean, I still don't fucking know you. Uh, how's your week, Max? Uh, it was good. Um, it was pretty slow and boring. Cool. Uh, how was your week? Uh, it's fine. Yeah? Yeah. Did you watch some baseball? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You said you you were saying that you've. Uh, should we just record this? I, I've been recording. Oh okay. Yeah, I recorded all this. Oh okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, all your butthole talk, you <laughs> gross boy. <laughs> there's gonna be some heavy editing in this episode. No, there's not. I don't know how I edit this oh shit. Oh my god. Uh, Kim could edit. Yeah. <laughs> Kim's not here. Jesus Christ. Yeah, where's your god now, Max? Um, you've been watching a lot of Padres. I have been watching a lot of Padres because um, you are going to. Go watch the Padres. Yeah. Physically. I am. So there's a few reasons why I've been watching the Padres. Um, one, because I am going to a Padres game um, next Saturday in San Diego. Pretty yes. excited about that. Yes. Um, but what... Uh, I, so so my, my, my quote-unquote love affair with the Padres actually began last season um, with... Uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a group DM with... Um, with Richard Stock, who is the brother of Robert Stock. Mm-hmm. This is all on Twitter, by the way. I'm not sure. Twitter.com. Uh, Twitter.com. Um, Robert Stock is a pitcher for the uh, Padres. That's cool. And a uh, bit of a lefty-leaning guy like myself. Yes. Um, so, uh, anyway, so rooting for Stock, he, he was also like a 28-year-old rookie last year. Like, mm-hmm. he basically has been in minor league ball, just like busting his ass to get up to be in the majors and he made the majors last year he yeah. throws like 100 wow um yeah he's been struggling this year but um he was really good last year like a, like a low two era mm-hmm. um so it started i was watching him just rooting for rooting for stock like watching yeah. his debut and yes and then uh yeah i started paying attention to these guys like primal reyes who i like a lot yeah and then you had you um fell in love with someone else too uh manny machado well, yeah, I've, well, I've you've had big... a long-term relationship with me, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's been, he's been on the side for me. He's been for your a long side. Time. Yeah, he's been um, your side, Manny. Yes, love Manny Machado. Just think he's a fantastic uh, baseball player and athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really excited. He was with the Dodgers last year. Um, and uh, sorry, my allergies are miserable. I have been feeling like death for most of the week. Yeah, I um, think everybody in Austin has been. Cool. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> cool. 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 Um, <laughs> anyway, so watching Manny this this year, uh, that's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a sick play the other night, cross body throw from um, 
Oh, it was beautiful. Like, literally from out of bounds. Like, he yes. fielded the ball inbounds, like, took a step out of bounds, then just, like, flicked it over to first. A perfect throw. Like, literally just, like, flick of the wrist to Eric Hosmer at first base, who doesn't have to move, like, a single muscle, just, like, perfectly on target, and, and threw him out by, like, 10 feet. Right. Like, it, not even close. Yeah, and, and you, you just can't forget just, like, what an unbelievable athlete this guy is. Like, just... You know, his, his offense gets a lot of attention because yeah. his offense is also elite. Yeah. But especially, you know, at shortstop, you know, there's um, – he, he has his limitations there. Like, he's not a great defensive shortstop. But yeah. at third base um, – Very good. He, he really – that athleticism really comes in, and he makes some unbelievable plays. Uh, he'll probably never win a gold glove because he's decided to be uh, on the same – in the same league as uh, Justin Turner and Nolan Arenado. Yeah, that's rough. But – when you look at the way third base is stacked in that division now, yeah, because then in, uh, in in Arizona they've got Jake Lamb, mm-hmm. so you've got is he Machado. good defensively? I know he's pretty good offensively. I don't Jake think he's good defensively. No, I don't think so. Um, there you go. So you got Arenado, Lamb, uh, Turner, mm-hmm. um, Machado, Machado, and then uh, well, you got Longoria for San Francisco, which is kind of a not not as much anymore, but there was a time where that would have been like the most elite third base division in baseball. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting yeah thought to have there. Um, well, folks, you heard it here first. Uh, Manny Machado, good at baseball. <laughs> yeah, that is the first time I've ever heard that. Hot, anyway, hot takes. <laughs> let's hop into some news. Yeah. Um, so, really amazing news. In fact, golf clap appropriate for Sunday Masters. Chris Davis ends uh, ends. A record-setting hitless streak. Oh my god! Um, with a, a big day, uh, three for five, two doubles, a single, four run batted in. Yeah, um, yeah, big big day. I mean, he had to break out of this eventually, right? We 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 kind of um, we talked about it a little bit over like text, which was like, what do you do with Chris Davis if he just slides forever? Like if he goes zero for a hundred, like what do you do? Right. Like you just leave him on the roster and let him run on the bench or like put him out of his misery and just cut him. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And it, you know, I, it's hard to say. Cause you know, that that's, I mean, it's easily the biggest contract the Orioles are forgiving anybody. Yeah. He's and yes, he is still in the middle of that big contract. It's just like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody envisioned him falling off so hard. So. Well, you, you have a team, you know, the Orioles are tanking, but even then it's like, just how bad of a product are you willing to expose your the few fans that are still showing up to, you know? Exactly. Um, just a quick check. He is halfway through this contract. Yeah. So he, he still has this year and then three more years left. That's awesome. Um, that is really awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, And he has not been good for three seasons, two seasons maybe. He wasn't good last year. He wasn't very good the year before that either. He, yeah. yeah, he's only been abysmal. Absolutely abysmal last season, last season and then and so far this season. Yeah, he was he's he's shown signs of fading before that, but yes. so you know, it, it's gonna be really interesting. Um a lot of a lot of this, you know, came down to being attributed to bat speed, which I never really hundred percent bought that except that's like a deeper funk than like obviously, you know, there, there could be a bat speed issue as he's getting yeah. older. Yeah. But like this is clearly I mean, it was almost like, uh, it almost reminded me of like, you know, Steve Blast syndrome, mm-hmm. but for hitting, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, he just couldn't hit. Yeah. And then like, even before he got that hit, I was, 
reading about that, like his luck was insanely bad too. Like he had, he hit a line drive or a soft line drive that had a 98% hit probability and yeah. got caught. Yeah. And that's, like, that's like a BABIP, right? Yeah. But batting average of a ball in play. Well, so BABIP is a stat for the player. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But they also have like hit percentages for like like on spray charts basically like yeah. this is, you know this hit has like you know a sixty percent chance according to like what like the zone rating and the defense yeah. is and stuff like that, um, or just like the location of the ball on the field yeah. uh, according to where the players are positioned yeah, um, so yeah um, so anyways yeah over fifty four yeah. hitless streak it's broken we'll see how that continues um, I'm personally kind of pulling for the guy I don't want to see anybody there's, there's nothing fun about watching a guy suffer that bad yeah absolutely and it's like the the Orioles don't have a whole lot going for them like if 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 chris davis can claw his way out of this then good on him like you know no you you don't want to see a guy just like you don't want to see a guy like almost literally die on the field every night right and and, you know even if he is gonna continue to struggle you know, yeah, I do think the Orioles need to do something about Chris Davis. Like, it doesn't seem right for him to stay there. And, like, I know they obviously don't want to, like, because nobody's going to take that contract. Yeah, no one's going to take that contract. If you send him down to AAA, he has to accept the assignment, which... He might. He, I don't know. I don't I, know if they're considering that. Yeah, I'd be curious where their AAA team is, just, like, for... It's in that area. Yeah, if um, it's in, like, the greater Baltimore area, like you know, Northeast, and maybe he doesn't feel quite as bad as, like, you know, having to travel or moving his family or whatever. Maybe not moving his family, but, it, it, you know, that's, that's like, a real thought for that, right? It's, like, how far he would have to go for a AAA assignment. And it's, like, if he wants to take a hit for the team, the greater good of the team, and, you know, go somewhere else, then good on him. I would, I would, I would applaud that if, if they sent him to AAA and he accepted it. Yeah, I, I feel like the ultimate answer is, I mean, I don't know, triple it, but triple that could also, depending on how he goes into it, that could also completely destroy him. Oh, absolutely. Like being demoted like that. Yes. that that's what you see a lot of times with guys who are like top prospects that struggle in the major, or struggle in the minor, or when they struggle on their first call-up, basically. Yeah. You know, there's guys like Mike Trout who struggle on their first call-up, and they come back and they're the best player in the league pretty much immediately. Yeah. And then there's other guys that, like, um, like, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my, most of my knowledge, like, with the Astros, but, mm-hmm. like, you know, A.J. Reed mm-hmm. was absolutely tearing it up yeah. in uh, AAA, went up to, to the bigs, uh, did not succeed, and has not been very good in AAA, and really has not been mentioned a lot as a big prospect for the Astros since. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested to see uh, how, like, you know, Kyle Tucker does for the Astros this year. Yeah. Um, after struggling last year. I mean, there's, I think there's something to getting sent down to the uh, getting sit down to AAA, maybe facing a little bit um, easier, quote unquote, easier pitching down there. You know, getting back in his groove, getting back in a in a rhythm. Um, yeah, we'll 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 see. We're 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 kind of pulling for Chris Davis here at at high and outside. So it seems like he also. He, I feel like he's also not getting good coaching. Yeah, because I feel like. I saw an article about this that, that, that like his approach doesn't seem to have changed very much, even though everybody says his work ethic is great. But like mm-hmm. his approach to the plate seems pretty much identical, and mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because he's in such a rut or because there's not a hitting coach that knows what to do. Yeah, but that's also where it'd be, he'd be a great change of scenery candidate again yeah. if they could find some way to work around that contract. Yeah, um, I think that he could be good somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, um, or at least functional. <laughs> yeah, at least not 
not abysmal. Not yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Not like, actively bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Chris Davis, good luck. Keep on watching you. I uh, hope you keep on um, getting some hits here and there. I may be a little bit of a bright spot on that Orioles team. Yeah. Be a great story. There's not a lot there right now. So you don't think so? The Orioles? Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, you don't think there's a, you don't think they're doing good? No, I don't think they're doing only three games out of 500. Yeah, that's not bad. I, in a, in a division that the normally sort of top heavy is underperforming, but we will get to that. Well, as we know, like this is the most important time of the year and everything. Oh, the first pretty much sets it all up. First 20 games. Right. Oh yeah. That, that sets up the entire season. If you, if you do bad in the first 20 games, you, you pack it in. Nothing can change. Nothing can change. There's a a dog growling in here. It's all right. Yeah. Nico's, uh, Nico's rediscovering her lust for life right now. I yeah, guess. <laughs> she uh, she was briefly on the DL, but she's back. She's back up. Yeah, and yeah. she wants all the attention. Anyway, yeah. So what else? Uh, so we got the Braves extending Ozzy Albie's uh, in what is being called by some outlets the worst contract ever for a player. Yeah. So a um, little bit of background: Ozzy Albie's is their second baseman, 22 years old. He's got one year in the league already, um, and instead of kind of waiting out his rookie contract or you know signing him or you know like the arbitration years, whatever, they went ahead and signed him to this deal. Uh, it is seven years, 35 million dollars. Yeah. Not, not sorry, not $35 million a year. It is $35 million over seven years. So yeah. this is one million a piece this year, next year, three million in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two, and seven million from twenty twenty three to twenty twenty five. And then twenty six and twenty seven are club options. So they can decide whether or not they want to pick that up. But um yeah, this is wild so this is basically like this is a a kid who by all evidence so far of his career is going to be very very good and the braves just locked him up for the entirety of his 20s for less than 40 million dollars and some of the some of this sort of um uh statistics or logic or whatever around this is that there that he will get to the point where a single one of these years will technically be worth more than or as much as the entirety of that contract like there is there is a good chance that in three or four years he should be making 35 million dollars a year well yeah like clayton kershaw made 33 million dollars last year yeah that's almost the value of this entire contract yes that's insane the the ringer did a rundown of it where basically said there was no way he could have made less money than this as a baseball player really yeah like there's like literally outside of literally hurting himself and not playing yes um that uh, yeah i i you know i i understand the idea of maybe this guy just wants the money wants the sort of security of being on you know having a contract for the next seven years i mean like this money isn't anything to sneeze about for us plebes, you know? Right. Uh, he's going to make more than a million dollars every year for the next seven years. Um, but yeah, this is probably the most club friendly contract we've ever seen. Yeah. And, and he said that, you know, 
basically it was plenty of money for him. He's from Curacao. Yeah. So, you know, he didn't grow up um, with a lot. Yes. So this is, I mean, and this is a fortune for anybody. Let's not lie. Like, yeah. It, it is a fortune. Yes. Um, you know, it, th- there's, there, there's something to be said for a guy like this who doesn't need $30 million a it, year. It doesn't. I mean, so, it, you know, it, the whole thing kind of reeks of exploitation to me. Like, it. just kind of this whole deal where these these teams go and get these guys in these uh, these, in these academies in um, South and Central America yep. or in the Caribbean, and they uh, they basically like sign them for minuscule amounts of money. Yeah. They, they bring them out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so a lot of times it's to take care of their families and stuff. Yeah, and it's just you know like like going back it's like yeah it's plenty of money but also compared to how much money the owner of the braves has yeah and like how much the braves are making as a franchise yes. it's like man this is such a ripoff yeah no. and it sets a bad precedent for for the players association yeah it's like well, this guy took literally nothing yeah and, and that's what. and that's kind of like you know they're there when you think about it from like and we talked about this a little bit in our in the last episode which is like labor practices in in major league baseball right which is like you know um you know mike trout signs a 410 million dollar contract or whatever like yes he's going to make 410 million dollars but he is also in sort of in, in the side effect of that is that his 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 colleagues in the mlb are going to get paid more because of this right like people are going to look at mike trout and say this is the new standard this is how much guys are getting paid and like you know what like a rising tide raises all ships you know like i think he you know when you sign big contracts like that it kind of brings the floor up for everybody ideally yeah so when you get a guy like this who like this is setting a uh, a questionable precedent. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 not good for the labor aspect of it at all. Um, yeah, but but there is something to be said for a guy like this who says, you know, maybe he says, I don't need thirty million dollars. I just love playing baseball. Give me enough money to, you know, take care of my family and live a comfortable life, and I'll play baseball for you. Right kind of thing. So. I mean, you know, I, I think there there are uh, you know there are a contingency of maybe Americans in this country who think that um, athletes are greedy for trying to get uh, as much money as they can, um, but you know they can't say that about Aussie Albies. Yeah, I might personally think the owners are greedy for trying to avoid paying the athletes when the owners don't really do anything except for pay people. <laughs> Capitalism, Theo. Yeah, I, I don't get it, man. Yeah. Um, last little piece of news uh, is that Craig Kimbrell reportedly lowers his asking price. Yeah. Um, so still unsigned. He's still unsigned as a Dallas Keuchel. Yes, as um, a Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, I found out apparently he was looking for something in the range of like six years, $120 million, which would be a pretty long contract for a reliever. So um, Yes, sorry. This is for Kimbrell, not yeah. for Keuchel. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and, and the sort of um, uh, comparisons that he sort of um, – you know, citing in this is the Wade, Wade Davis signing with the Rockies, uh, Zach Britton signing with the Yankees. Um, so, yeah, uh, Wade Davis got three years, $52 million. Britton got three years, $39 million. I think 
Kimbrel was probably as good as those, if not better, you know, so, but uh, how old is Craig Kimbrel these days? Yeah, that. I, I think he's right at 30, but I can. You think he's 30? Let's 30 look it up. We're frantically Googling live on the pod. He's 30. 30 years old. Way That's bad. wild. Man, I'm really smart. That's wild. I honestly thought he was older than that. Um, well, he's been pitching for a long time. Yeah, he's been pitching for a long time. Um, he had uh, a two seven four ERA last season with the, the Red Sox. Uh, 42 saves. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, there, there's a, some very weird, like, um, you know, like we were talking about, labor type issues in the MLB with um, people getting signed late and people not getting full value for their skills. Um, and it seems like Craig Kimbrell is suffering from this as well, as is Dallas Keuchel too. Yeah, so we're looking at points of comparison for this. So Aroldis Chapman is on a five-year, $86 million contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenley Jansen is on five years, $80 million. Yeah. So... What he's asking for, I think, actually, just when you're talking about a straight up, like you know, what the market got and like you know what you would think of as being like the improvement upon the market, maybe his demand actually isn't that insane. Yeah, it just wasn't. I, I think that maybe for whatever reason, his agent didn't. Who I think is Scott Boris um, didn't mm-hmm. see that the uh, that there was going to be such a attempt to drive these contracts lengths and prices down so much yeah. this off season. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you know, Craig Kimber wants to pitch. Um, then and by by all indications he can still pitch at a very high level so um yeah we, we will we will keep tabs on craig kimbrell hopefully i think he gets signed sometime this year i think he has to yeah i mean as a fan i think it would be kind of fun to see him get re-signed you know since he doesn't seem like he's gonna get the numbers that he uh that he wanted maybe like a high annual value short-term contract to be yeah. with a team like the Brewers. Yeah. Um, you know, back to the Braves, mm-hmm. um, you know, San Diego Padres. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah. Your, your San Diego Padres. Yeah. My San Diego Padres. Yes. Of course. Um, so, you know, that could be interesting. And I think that might be something of a workaround is that if they can start doing higher annual values and longer and shorter terms, then players might be more minimal with that. Cause they're still getting, a large share of the value yeah. if they're not playing for yeah. yeah, exactly. And and teams don't have to commit, you know, like this Chris Davis contract, right? Like you sign him for six, seven, eight years or something, and right. then he starts playing very poorly in the second year of an eight-year contract, like you're kind of screwed. Right. What do you do with that, right? So I, I think, like, it probably benefits both, both uh, sides, but I think players want to... I think play, <clears throat> excuse me. I think players would rather go with the longer contracts for the more stability. And, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, they definitely want that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I like the way the way the NBA does contracts for the most part. I think that they do a pretty. I think there's a lot of structure to it, and that kind of keeps the kind of keeps the union happy. Yeah the um, the the NBA does an interesting thing where. Um, they don't do long-term contracts. Like probably the longest contract you sign is four or five years, five years, maybe, yeah. maybe six years. Um, I, I mean, football, you know, you sign, unless you're a quarterback, you're signing short deals there too. So or you're just going to get cut. Yeah. Or that for nothing, but after like two years. Yeah. But like baseball is just, is such an outlier, right. From the other major sports and 
in America where like dudes are signing 12 year deals. Like that's wild. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it's also because guys are really good for a long time. Yes, that's true. But they can play till they're 38, you know, late, 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 you know, you start earlier, you play later. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, if you, if you, if you want to try to compromise on it, how you figure out a way to make sure those guys get paid for those first 13 really productive years as yeah. opposed to them trying to get paid for how productive they were mm-hmm. for their less productive years and now teams being like we're not gonna pay you for that yeah so we ba- they basically just paid you nothing for all your work and yeah. that sucks yeah um, anyway so we'll see what happens with Kimbrel. Yeah. um anyway let's take a quick break and we will come back and talk about the starts we do and don't believe for the season and then we will end with our rookie of the year picks yep we're back. All right, folks, and we are back. <laughs> Sorry to jump the gun, Max. Theo. I'm just so man, excited for Jesus baseball. Christ, I'm just so excited for baseball. Brutal, dude. Brutal. Just... <laughs> I've got nothing. I have nothing left. Um, we're going to talk about some. What do we call them? Um, uh, are they truth, factor, fiction, false starts, or correct starts? Are you calling starts? a false start penalty on I'm these calling guys? A fu- oh god, this is a baseball. This is a football. This is we're talking about. Golf. It's golf. All it's right, my favorite. Golf. It's a cross sport analogy. Hell yeah, we're so, mixing our we're mixing our metaphors. Um, yeah, so we have um, we're we're about um, roughly ten to twenty games into the season, depending on which team you are. And um, we're going to talk about some of the hot starts, some of the not starts. I like false starts. We're doing false okay, starts. Fine. We're going to make false this cross sport. All right, fine. <laughs> We're going to mix our metaphors and just really nail this to the wall. Um, so, yeah, um, probably, I would say probably the biggest, you know, the, the one that jumps out the most um, from the standings is the Mariners, uh, who are currently 13-4. and four. Uh, they lead the league in home runs, uh, which, is, which is pretty big. Um, the reason I know this is because um, they came into Kauffman Stadium and flattened the Royals for four straight games. Well, that's not really that surprising. Which, uh, how dare you? Um, <laughs> which really, high. which really bumped me out. Um, actually, looking at their schedule, they have two straight losses to the Astros. They do, yeah. Would you look at that? Um, which will get us back to our point. <laughs> which will get us back to our point, which is um, Theo. Do you think that this is are the, are the Mariners hot, or are they not? Or is this a false start? I'm blowing the whistle on this one, Max. <laughs> throwing the flag. You're throwing the flag. False start. Uh, you're going to put me in the penalty. You're going to put the Mariners in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, put them in the penalty box. <laughs> yeah. Um, calling icing. You're going to you're going to you're going to tee them up. Um, <laughs> just really destroying this as much as possible. No, I want to I want to go hard on this. Oh, um hell no, I don't believe the Mariners start. I you, you do not think that the Mariners are 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 the real deal. No, so, I I don't see there, there's just too many holes in this lineup. I mean, yeah. Tim Beckham won freaking player of the week. Like yeah. he's been one of the guys who's been really hot in this. Tim Beckham is not a great player. Yeah. Um so um they are also in what is right now a very hot um division too. Um, so they're in the division with the Astros, who are ten and five, uh, the A's, who are ten and eight, um, and then the Angels, eight and seven, Rangers are six and seven. So at the bottom is like a little bit five hundred ish. But I mean, eight and two over their last ten. They have a thirty six run differential. 
They're eight and one away. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I think that probably explains all the home runs. Yeah. Because you're not going to hit nearly as many of those usually in. <laughs> yeah. Um, in uh, in Seattle. Seattle. What's what's that park called? Uh, Sitco. I think it might have changed it. Recently. Did they? Uh, I can't. Right, whatever. Didn't yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who gives a shit? But yeah, I, I just can't see this keeping up, man. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm looking at this roster, and there's a lot of guys. So I mean, the home run thing, I don't find that surprising because there, there are a lot of guys, with a lot of power on there. Yeah, like, for sure. Like you know, Ryan Healy. Yep. He has a lot of power. Jay Bruce. Yep. Uh, Jay Bruce. Incarnacion, obviously, Evan Incarnacion yeah. is a huge. But I mean, this pitching is nothing to write home about. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that all these guys are suddenly. You know, convalescing into this very competent pitching unit. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't think it's going to last. I think that right now they're playing a very superior team in Houston, and you're kind of seeing that. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, the, none of their pitching. You look at their their roster for pitching. None of it really jumps off the page. Uh, Felix Hernandez has not pitched well so far this season. Uh, he is at a four three eight ERA. Um, you know, so. They're sort of their star pitchers underperforming. Um, he wasn't even their opening day starter this year. No, he wasn't. Like, uh, I don't know who their opening day starter was, but they did play in Japan, so yeah. maybe that might have affected that a little bit. Well, no, they they made a whole thing about like basically Felix Hernandez will not be their opening starter this yeah. year because he's not. He is not opening, their, He's not a race anymore. He is not their best, pitcher. which is pretty messed up. Yeah, but. which is uh, considering how much um, he has given. That team. When you consider James history. Shields was an opening day starter last year, Jeez. like Andrew Cashner was an opening day starter this year. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I just looked at this. They have Hunter Strickland, which makes me just not like them, <laughs> just right off the bat. At least he's not in the same league as Bryce Harper anymore. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're, they're, I want to, but I want to see them brawl. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I want to see them brawl. Oh, it's a World Series. Yeah. That, awesome. The Phillies Mariners World Series. Hell yeah. All waiting for. Hell, hell yeah. They're on. They're on a collision course. Uh, so you, you think they might come down a little bit uh, down to earth in the coming weeks? Yeah, I think they'll probably be like last year and win like 79 games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very hot start from them. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the next team on our list is the 5-9 and nine Chicago Cubs. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about the Cubs, Theo? Um, I actually think this is getting closer to right. Yeah, I think that they there might be a little bit of regression here over the last few years. I, I think I think the Cubs are kind of nearing the end of their run. Yeah, um, they I had mean, about four or five years, maybe. Yeah, they won a World Series, which yeah. is huge. Um, that is huge, yes. But I, you know, very competitive. I, 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 you know, last year they kind of faded towards the end, and yeah. they, uh, they, they, they were the wild card. Instead of winning the division, mm-hmm. um, you know the, their free agent signings haven't really worked out. Like you know, uh, you know, you Darvish we still don't really know what he's going to be this year. Yep. Um, John Lester is getting old. Yes, John Lester is getting old. Uh, and Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels also in his mid thirties now. Yeah, so you know, not super young anymore. They uh, they they don't feel like that they're they feel like they're at the end of a run as opposed to still in the middle of one. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you know, I think their lineup still looks pretty good, but I think that if they, you know, obviously if they underperform, this this team is not going to, they're not going to, I don't think they're going to be um, leaning heavily on their, their pitching. Um, looking at their lineup, uh, they still have Chris Bryant. Uh, they still have the, the big boy, Kyle Schwarber, 
Uh, Rizzo's still there. They have Jason Hayward. They still have Ben Zobrist, who's getting out there, too. Um, Wilson Contreras behind the dish. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that they are better than five and nine. I don't think that they're much better than five and nine. Yeah, I mean, I think they might still sneak into a wild card again this year. Yeah. Like, I don't think they're going to be a disaster this year, but no. I think that I think this team as it exists is just really not that great. And it's and they're starting to age too. You know, all yeah. these guys that were 24, 25 back when they won the World Series are pushing 30 now. Um, they're old people now. Also, I mean, and this is getting into like more like personal editorializing, so <laughs> stop me if you want to. But I, and this has always been the thing with the Cubs when they get good. Yeah. Is there's a sense of entitlement around that franchise. Mm-hmm. Like they're just supposed to win and yes. you still have to win. Yes. And I, I think that this, it happened in the early two thousands and I feel like it happened again. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it's happening again now. Like there's all these people that are like, the Cubs are a winning franchise. The Cubs are supposed to win the world series. Yes. And it's like, no, the Cubs are a team with a bunch of old players. Yes. Um, with some very talented young players, still a young guy like Chris Bryan or a guy like uh, Javier Baez. But yeah, Mostly, like, they're actually not that well-constructed of a team at this point. Like, yeah. they're, they're fine. Yeah. Um, and, and prior to um, prior to this run, they were bad for a long time. Yeah. Right? And I think more importantly is that they're not they're not leagues ahead of really any other team in that division. No. I don't, I don't even so. think they're leagues ahead of, like, the Reds, who are probably... I, I think the Reds are probably the worst team in that division. You think so? Um, yeah, just front to back. But even then, like, I think that they can give the Cubs a run for the money. I think that division is actually all, with the exception of the Brewers, I think that besides that, it's all pretty It's pretty open. It's pretty up in the air. I think the Brewers are still very good. The Brewers um, are excellent. Yeah, the Brewers are excellent. Um, they are currently 10-5. and five, Zero. They have an even uh, run differential, which is interesting. The Brewers have a balance of light, light and dark. Yeah. <laughs> They're pl- they're playing perfect baseball. Yeah, is that what that's, that means? That's, that's, yeah, that's balance in the force yes. right there, dude. Yes, balance in the force. <laughs> um, yeah, the 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 outside of the Brewers, that division is like super open. I mean, yeah, like they're, they're they they have. Um, sorry, the rest of that division is the Cardinals, the Pirates, the Reds, and the Cubs. Um, and I actually think there's enough yeah. questionable pitching on the Brewers that they aren't a guarantee either. Yeah. Um, there's some good pitching on the Brewers, and their offense, I think, is far and away better than anybody else in that division. Yes, for sure. But uh, um, by their offense, I mean Christian Yale, which is better than anybody else in that division. Yes, and uh, my boy Lorenzo Cain. Um, but uh, fun fact, um, the Brewers are the only team in that division without a positive run differential. They're all positive except for um, the Brewers, who are bringing balance to the force in all things baseball. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, oh... Yeah, we're going to talk about your favorite team, the Padres. The Padres. Yeah, the Padres off to a very hot start, eleven and five. Eleven and five. What do you think about the Padres? You're going to go see them next weekend. Yeah. 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 Very. That's hopefully it should be warm, right? By then. And San Diego is always like kind of in the sixties. Yeah. Um, San Diego is always kind of nice. Yeah, it's just kind of always perfect. Um, the Padres, you know, I, I, you know, right now the record says they're one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. I don't think they're one of the best teams in the league. I think this team will be in the playoffs in the next two to three years. I think that they, they're they good. Yeah. They're not 11-5 and five good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, you know, they, they have Machado. Um, they have, you know, we'll talk about it a little later, but um, Tatis, uh, who has been playing really well, 
God, they have Ian Kinsler. I didn't know they had Ian Kinsler. Oh, yeah, he's on like a two-year deal. Oh, is he really? Yeah. yeah. He's like 15 years older than everybody else on the roster. Yeah, that's wild. Um, but like, I don't know about their pitching. Nobody really jumps out in this list of... It, it's a lot of... It's a lot of young guys, like of all of their guys. rotations, like generally 23, 24 years old, like yeah. they don't have any vets. That's why I've always, I keep on throwing them out there as like a potential uh, landing spot for Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. I wouldn't be surprised to see them willing to give him a longer term deal. And I think that, you know, a veteran, a ground ball guy in a pitcher's park. Yeah. Um, I think he could put up good numbers there. And yeah. Have a lot of I fun. think he could too. Um, yeah. And San Diego's a great city. Yeah. Hell <laughs> uh, of a city to live in. And, yeah, and, and and from some of their contracts, it seems like the the Padres are in a position now where they're not afraid to throw around a lot of money. Um, not you know not necessarily a ton of money at somebody like Keuchel, but they're they're not they're not shying away from it, right? Yeah, they they, they have a big contract on the books with Hosmer. Uh, Machado got his big deal this year too, so they're they're willing to spend. Yeah, I I don't think Machado is going to disappoint on that deal. And no, I think that no. he's gonna be worth every penny. Yeah, which is you, you big, big Machado fan. So yeah, you know, I, I think they're gonna win seventy-five to eighty games this year. Yeah, but I think that's a really good improvement for them. Yeah, they won sixty-six last year. Yeah, they've been and they've been really bad for ever for as long as I can. For a long time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like they, you know, they had the teams with like Tony Gwynn and yeah, uh, Trevor Hoffman where they were pretty dominant. Yeah, and they had the years and they had like Jake Peavy and they're pretty good. Yeah. Like they, they've had their times where they were a competitive team, but yes. it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it has been a while. So uh, maybe some of these big free agent signings will, will pay off soon. But um, yeah, I think they're they're maybe a playoff team this year, but nothing huge to write home about. Yeah, yeah, wild card type thing. Sure, yeah. it'd be fun to watch them in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it'd be great. I'm yeah. not really counting on it, but I think it'd be great. Yeah, um, we've got some underachievers next. Some big underachievers. Yeah, so we've got the Yankees and the Red Sox. The Yankees at six and eight, the Red Sox at five and ten. These are kind of big headlines that we've been seeing lately of these two teams really not living up to expectations. Yeah, um, I think both of them are going to be fine. I think that they will pro- probably both be fine as well. The big sort of caveat to this six and eight that the Yankees are right now is that like half their roster is on their their injured list. Yeah, yeah, like literally half their roster. Yeah, Severino's down. Uh, the most important player though is uh, Troy Tulowitzki, of course. <laughs> down, down, uh, uh, injured. Just real, real hit to that roster. Yeah, um, comeback player of the year. Yeah, coming back to the <laughs> coming back to the DL. Yeah. So at, my in my uh, in the last episode we picked comeback player of the year. Um, uh, I picked Troy Tulowitzki. Um, which in hindsight was a very poor pick because literally like 48 hours later, he got put on the, 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 uh, injured list. They call it the injured list. Yeah. Now. Um, the injured list, um, and his, with his history of, um, with, in, with troubles with injuries, I think that might be the, that might be the snake bite that gets him this year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So classic, uh, classic Weinberg curse there. Damn it. But these teams have to be careful as much as I'm, I'm kind of not counting on, uh, the Red Sox or the Yankees staying bad. Uh, I do buy into the Rays. We didn't include it in our list, but the Rays are good. Yeah, I, I was I was looking through the standings, and and that that one did pop out to me. It wasn't originally on our list, but they are currently eleven and four. Yeah. Uh, you think that the Rays might be a little bit of a? They might be for real. Absolutely. Um, wow. Okay. I think. 
so you know, uh, Blake Snell, you know, he had a bad opening day start, but yeah. basically been nails ever since. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Morton, I think, was a really great pickup for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Glasnow, who came over from the uh, Pirates in that Chris Archer trade last year, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, has been amazing so far. Yeah. And he was a really highly touted prospect, so it'd be cool if he actually managed to work it out in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, it sucks the idea of him making any money. Yeah. But um, uh, they have Kevin Kiermeyer back. Uh, who missed pretty much half of last season with like a hip or knee or something like that. Yeah, he was injured. Yeah, um, like really excellent defensive center fielder. Um, big fan of Tommy Pham. Um, they have Tommy Pham on that team. great. Love Tommy Pham. Austin fan. Meadows was another prospect that came over mm-hmm. to the Rays in that Archer trade, mm-hmm. who is also having a big start to the year. Yes, he is. So. Uh, Hitting 385 and 52 at bats. That's pretty good. Yeah, how many home runs does he have? Uh, he has six. Yeah. Leads the team. Leads yeah. the team in home runs. 16 RBIs. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. He's legit. Yeah. That's um, that's pretty good. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think if you're just talking about, you know, raw power, I think that the Yankees and the Red Sox both have the, they have the, roster potential that they should be able to overpower the Rays. For sure. But if they're going to fall off like this, then the Rays are going to sneak in there. Yeah. Um, and that's exciting. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen a good Rays team in, in, a, in since like those David Price days. Well, last year they won 92 games, I think. Oh, did they really? Yeah. They okay. just didn't make the playoffs because they were in this oh, yeah, division with in the just Yankees like, and Red Sox. Yeah, brutal division with the Yankees and Red Sox who, who did, well, obviously the Red Sox won the World Series. They were very good last year. Yeah. So, um yeah, so the well, it'll be interesting to see. I think the Yankees bounce back a little bit, um, unless they're just unless this injury bug hits them and doesn't go away, um, which it could, which is a very real possibility. I but, mean, Giancarlo Stanton is one of the guys who's injured right now. Yep. He does have a pretty long injury history. Yeah, he does. The yeah, home runs tend to overshower it, but he is a frequently injured player. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, run out of time here. Yes. So let's do a quick hit for the last segment here. So we want to do some rookie of the year picks. Last year, last week we did uh, comeback player of the year. Yes. I picked Sonny Gray, which isn't looking that great. You picked Troy Tulitsky, which is looking worse. Damn, dude. Um, Why are you going to drag me like that? I was kind of dragging both of us, but yeah, you're yeah. going to drag you more. Shit. Yeah. I mean, you dragged me like almost immediately after the words, the name Troy Tulitsky escaped my lips. You're going to drag you? What's that? You where I'm gonna drag you? Where are you gonna drag me? To hell. Oh, yeah. Please don't do that. You ever see that movie, Drag Me to Hell? No, I haven't. That's pretty fun. It looks scary and I don't like scary movies. Oh, great. Sorry. Uh so the pick that we're gonna make this week is Rookie of the Year. Yep. So we will make uh I, I don't think we'll, we'll we'll name these off real quick, maybe not dive too deep into them, but we'll make one for AL and one for NL. Well, because the thing is, at the end of the day, they're both just, it's just guesses. No, <laughs> so this is like, how much we, you going to dive into is like, oh, I think this guy's really good. Yeah. I keep on reading about him on baseball yeah. blogs and yeah. they say he's good. Yeah. So I'm going to say this guy's good. And it'll like all depend on, you know, some of these guys really depend on like if they get called up, you know. Right. Which they might not be, you know. Yeah. So. Um, Who's your AL guy, Max? Uh, I think my AL guy is. I think this is the the obvious choice, which is Eloy Jimenez uh, for the White Sox. Um, really good start. Yeah. Uh, sign sign that big con- well, relatively big contract uh, with the the Red Sox. Yeah, I, I think I, he's the kind of obvious choice here. Yeah, I really can't think of who else I'd even say here. I mean, there's other options, but I I think it's gonna be Eloy. I think he's 
really good. Yeah, the other big prospect on this list is uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr., but yeah. he is not currently in the majors. Yeah. So that's a big question mark on about whether or not he even gets called up. The Blue so. Jays are probably trying to work out the work out the the, the details on the loonies they're going to pay him. Yeah. The loonies and the loonies and Yeah. Don't forget about the loonies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the whatever other Canadian things. I was going to say mayo and like the mayo and fries thing, but that's like a German thing. Well, it's a European thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, I think it's big in Canada too, because a lot, well, I mean, Canada has a oh, lot like of poutine. very strong European. Yeah. Poutine's very Canadian. What if they paid him in poutine? I, I, I mean, or, uh, or Tim Hortons. That would be slightly, a slightly worse contract than without Ozzy Albee's sign. <laughs> <laughs> you get the, you get the loonies, you get the toonies, you get the poutine, you get the Tim Hortons. And you sound like maple syrup. You sound like the mom in Home Alone when she's negotiating with those horrible old people for the plane ticket to get home, and she's That's like giving them like her wedding ring and like her her like watch, and they're like, "Oh, we'll take it all." Like they're like perfectly willing to exploit her, that is, even though they clearly don't have anywhere to be because they're old as shit. <laughs> that is the most obscure reference I've ever heard. Whatever, dude. And this um, is a baseball podcast. You're just listing stuff off, like yeah. things that like they could give him for a contract. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Naturally, who you got? Uh, I was looking at uh, Tuki Toussaint, who, oh, yeah. who um, uh, first of all, just wins like best name in baseball. Tuki T O U K I Toussaint. Uh, he is a reliever for the Braves. I don't know if he's a starter. Is he? He's a starter? projected to be a starter. Projected. I'm to not be sure a starter. if they have him starting. Um, they just called him up. Um, yes, he... Uh, he only pitched 29 innings last year. Yes, he pitched uh, 29 innings last year. Yeah, he had uh, he had one... Uh, no, he hasn't... Wait. I don't know if he started, but he has uh, six innings, four hits, uh, zero earned runs. He had seven strikeouts, two walks. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good game. Um, I think he made it... What happened here? I'm trying to figure out. Sorry. He didn't start this game. Okay. The, yeah. Didn't pitch six innings in the game. Yeah, that's kind of he basically he basically started, or I mean, he didn't he didn't pitch the first one and a third, but he pitched six innings in this in relief. Yeah. Um, that's probably good for him, like um, you know, bring him up and maybe not give him the pressure to start. He's got a zero ERA, so I think if he keeps that up, he's got a pretty good shot at if he can maintain the year, you're right. If he can maintain a zero ERA for the remainder of the season, yeah. I think he has a solid shot of winning rookie of the year. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty good. You hear this hot take. You can get these hot takes only from the high and outside baseball. <laughs> uh, who do you have, Theo Broxen? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the trough, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. that well's not dry yet. I'm yeah. going with uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. San Diego Padres. Hitting this Padre train hard. You are you are fully aboard the Padre train. Well, you think the game's drawn late, and it's usually not until late when I'm like actually able to just like sit. Yes, and watch baseball. Yes. So those games are on at like you know nine. Yeah. It's, so like I turn them on before I go to bed. And yeah. the thing is about, uh, and you know I, I'm, I'm thinking about this comparison like when we went to that um, that Astros Futures game. Yeah. Last which time was very talked. fun. It was um, uh, Round Rock Express versus the Corpus Christi Hooks, the Astros Triple A versus Double A team. Yeah. By the way, if you aren't already looking out for him, uh, you're Don Alvarez. Um, mm-hmm. He is a man. <laughs> yeah, it, the, the, yeah, a man that, among boys. Yes, that game was fun to watch. But um, uh, yeah, remember, like remember how I was, I was commenting about when Kyle Tucker came at the bat and just being like, yeah, he just doesn't like look that confident. Yeah, it quite right. Yeah, you don't get that with Tatis. Yeah, like when you watch Fernando Tatis Jr., he's uh, 
he looks like he's ready and he is 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, born in 1999. So that can make us uh, just everybody sad. Um, he just turned 20 two months That's ago, three cool. months ago. Pretty cool to be that good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good pick. I, I don't think you, you know, like, like you said, like, um, this is, these are really like shots in the dark, but, um, I don't think you can go too wrong with these picks. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think they're really solid. I, yeah. I think these are guys that are. I mean, granted, we're doing this with the benefit of having already watched a couple of weeks of baseball. Yes, but, uh, but the, this this crop seems um, more exciting than. Yeah, there's a lot of really top quality players yeah. that are just ready. Yes, and it's cool. Yes. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Um, right, Max. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Did you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, I'm just gonna go watch the Masters. Oh shit! Sorry, this is a baseball. This is baseball. That sounds fucking boring. Wow! Um, <laughs> wow! Uh, well, cool. Well, uh, follow us on Twitter at a baseball pod. Um, I swear, I might start tweeting from that account again at some point. Some sometime soon. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at one more Rick. I haven't been tweeting as much lately, but I'll tweet something about baseball every once in a while. Yes, please. Max, are you on uh, Twitter? Right no, now? I'm not. No, don't don't talk to me on my Twitter. So you have one. You just don't want anybody to. It's a secret. Follow right? you. Yeah. Because there's nobody listening to this anyway, so it's yeah. fine. <laughs> it probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Damn. Just like my Twitter, no one's listening to that either. Hey, same here, dude. Yeah. It's all right. I think I'm at 160 followers. That's significantly more than me. I mean, there's probably a lot of bots. I don't know. Do tons of bots. Anyway, love the bots. <laughs> Shout out to the bots. <laughs> Our number one fans. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll wrap it up for this week on High and Outside. Uh, keep watching baseball. Keep watching baseball and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.